eat my shorts. Welcome to the Dave Lee Down Under Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Dave Lee, and this is episode 24. 24. Oh, I remember when I was 24. I forgot to unmute you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, like that, is it? You're back All now. Right. Stuff you. You're back, you were saying? I was saying, uh, I think I don't, don't, don't remember being, tw- oh, I don't remember being 24. So long. I ago. know, I know. Ah, oh, geez. It was only a few years ago, me. Yeah. Five years, four years ago. Oh, we just keep, keep starting these shows on downers. Such a downer. Anyway, <laughs> you can um, <laughs> you can join us on the show every single Monday. The podcast goes out on all major podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google, Amazon Music, and Audible. It goes out on a couple of smaller ones as well. I think most of the small ones they just feed off the big ones, so it's there. So just wherever you listen to podcasts, leeches they are. The small they they ones. leech, yeah, leeches. they leech off. Everything. Yeah, exactly right. I had leeches on me once upon a time. Yeah. yeah. I've heard this story many times. My eye and eyeballs, yeah. yeah. Two of them on my eyeballs, <laughs> behind my ears, everything. It was cool. <laughs> I still, I still, actually, I still got a scar on my eyeball from it. That's awful, man. That wasn't fun. That's terrible. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Um, Talk about being on a down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the visual element, if you want to watch it, which if you're watching on YouTube out there, you are. The visual element goes out on YouTube at the same time, but if you're a patron supporter, you can get early access to that two days early. On the Saturday, it goes out to patron supporters. If you want to be a patron supporter, head over to patreon.com forward slash Dave Lee Down Under. You can find me uh, at Dave Lee Down Under, on, uh, of, of course, on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, links down in the description of every single podcast so you can click through. Uh, if you want to write into the show, you can shoot an email to davelypod at gmail.com. If you have written in, I know I made a big stink a few weeks ago. I was like, no one's, no one's emailing me. No one's sending me emails. And it's always a mistake, thank you. And then that. a bunch of people emailed me, and I haven't had time to reply back. Oh, <laughs> it's been hell. two weeks. I'm sorry. I got some really lovely messages, really long ones. I have to reply back. So I will, if you are listening and, you, and I haven't replied to you, I will reply, I promise. I've been just flat out this last week. But I will. I had time to read them, but I just, to write them, I, I, I'll do that this week. Um, been writing and doing other shit. That's I've been I doing so much stuff this. I'm so busy this week. Of course, if you're listening on the podcast platforms, we we love we love reviews. If you like to leave a review, please do so. Only good ones. Only the good ones. Star like ratings, ones. reviews, all that stuff. Help us get the star gives, rating back gives up. Gives us a complex if it was a bad one. I know. Yeah, feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> Get back up. I'm 4.9 stars still. <laughs> You'll never get back to five again. I know, once it's you've very, lost very that sad. One. That's it. Oh, we've done it. <sighs> Beautiful. You went through the whole intro. Went song. through the whole three minute and 50 something Six, second seven seconds, whatever intro. How good's that? Of course. I'm joined once again by old mate Rick. Yep, the old bastard. Joining the show. Yep. You're in your Essendon cap today. Yeah. Yeah, in the Essendon cap today. Yeah. You know why, don't you? Yeah, why is it's that? Back, why are you telling? It's back. The footy's <laughs> back. <laughs> Crikey, man. Oh, really excited. And we got our tickets for tomorrow yeah, night's Yeah, we go. got our tickets. Sorry. 
Last Sunday's game. Last Saturday's <laughs> game, yeah. yeah. We've been. We've been. I hope we Woo! won, yes. Let's well, we record don't. two versions. Um, I'll put this one up. Yeah, we yeah. won, yeah. yeah. And then if we lose, smash, I'll... Smash the Hawks. If we good. lose, I'll put this version up. Oh, so uh, we got better. Well, the, the boys are okay. They shit. showed a bit of something. They're only yeah. young and they're yeah. rebuilding a team. And what yeah. do you expect? Yeah. Of course, if you're new to the podcast, <laughs> we, uh, we record on a Friday... So we're a little bit delayed. We try to be as, as like up-to-date, as topical as we can, but we record on the Friday. The podcast goes out on the Monday. Sometimes you'll hear us talk about, oh, yeah, when we're doing this tomorrow or something, and it's in the past. Oh, can't wait to watch this movie that comes out tomorrow. And then you're going, hang on a minute, that fucking opened three days ago, <laughs> sort of thing. So, yeah, we get a little bit confused sometimes. But, uh, yeah, so we've recorded this in the past, but it goes out in the future. Of course, this is the way we get out to the patrons early on the Saturday. Record on the Friday, the patrons yep. get it, and then yep. everyone else gets it on the Monday. That's right. Um, so, yeah. What does it cost to become a patron? As little as a dollar a month. Sheepers. ass. Yeah. You're a cheap. <laughs> Your girlfriend always tells me that. I know. I know. As little as a dollar a month. You can play – there's a, there's a bunch of pl- – like. Hello, Alicia. Hello, Alicia. She's probably not listening, but hello. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, if you – if you're out there, you're um, overseas, wherever you are. We've got a big following. A lot of our, most of our listeners are from overseas. We're like the number 24th podcast in the Netherlands or something of all time. Ooh. Not number one podcast ever, like number one in, in our category, which is like film reviews or something like that. We're like 24, holding stable there of all time. Crazy. Um, so anyway, we've got lots of listeners overseas, which is great. Um, if you're listening, the Essendon Bombers are, of course, uh, our football team, Australian football, the yep. AFL, Aussie yep. rules. Aussie, Australian rules football. Um, and football's back. We haven't been to the football for a long time. No, well, we were in lockdown all last year, so yeah. they, they moved all the games up to up north, up to Queensland. Mm. Mm. Uh, was it Queensland? Yeah, it was up yeah, in Queensland. Yeah. <clears throat> so we didn't, bubble. So we, we didn't get to see our team play at all. Yeah. Live, we we saw it all on TV, of course. Yeah, didn't get to go live, but Saturday night, woo! Yes, last Saturday. That's what I'm saying. I, yeah. didn't, say, I didn't say last Saturday or this coming tomorrow Saturday. night. I didn't say yeah, tomorrow yeah. night. I said Saturday. Saturday yeah. night was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, I haven't been since 2018. No, that's right. Because I went overseas for like two no. and a half years, no. and then I came back. I was like, yes, gonna get to watch some football. Well, and so then for, for me, it's been 18 months, but about yeah, yeah. 18 months, and you, it's been a well, it's almost two three years, years now well, for me. Yeah. July 2018 was the last game I went to. Oh, yeah, you're right. So it's nearly three, like two and a half, yeah. nearly three years since I've been to a game. I was so excited to get back. Yeah, last, when I was back too. last year, I was excited. I was like, yes, get back to the football. And then and COVID and, 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 uh, and all that so shit. So finally we've got back to the football, which is really great. But it feels like everything's um, getting back to normal now. I mean, it is a little. we've got... We've been we've been doing a few film screenings, so we've been in cinemas with people. Well, this last we week, got, yeah, this we got three coming up. Well, or with, have just been. Yeah, <laughs> just been. <laughs> we, had, we had one on Saturday, then we had the football Saturday night, and then we yep. had another one Sunday, Sunday, and then one tonight. Yes, one tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Crikey! Yeah. Um, yeah, so three. I'm very nervous to even say what I'm seeing. I think I can, but I got in a little trouble. Not that long ago, because I posted that I had seen a movie and they weren't happy that I'd posted that I'd seen. Yet that film would have already movie. been released overseas, hadn't it? No, it yeah. hadn't been. Hadn't. Oh, okay, um, but usually, if we're usually you get an embargo on a film, 
and it's fine to say you've seen it. Yeah, that's like right. I didn't post a review. I didn't say what my thoughts were. I didn't give a star review. I had just simply posted that I had seen the film, and they got a little bit annoyed with me that I'd posted that I'd seen it. Usually, I have had the only one film in the past that I've had an embargo on saying that I've seen it was Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. And now that was because I did the International Junket and that was like two weeks before anyone else got to see it and they were like, we don't want anyone to know that people have seen the the film yet. So it was like, don't don't even say you've seen it until uh, we we say it's okay, which turned out to be the next morning anyway. Um, So that's the only one. And usually if you're not allowed to say you've seen it, it's written into that embargo that you have to sign. Mm, This one was nothing nothing specific about... Yeah, so anyway, I'm always just really nervous about... (laughs) So after that, I don't know. I'm just a bit nervous about saying what I'm seeing or what I've seen. We'll just, oh yeah, I don't know. We got th- we got three one three. Well, I suppose I can say one of them is Tom and Jerry because that's been out for a month overseas. Yep. So I'm seeing Tom and Jerry this week. Um, I have seen Tom and Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm seeing with tonight on Monday night. We're seeing a big one. And I would have just seen it because this goes out at 10 p.m. So we would have been, we were probably just coming out of the film right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited for that one. It's a big one. And then there's another one which um, opens here. They all open this week here. So anyway, I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm really nervous. A bit gun shy. I want to dig myself a hole. It's never been a problem in the past, but for some reason I just got yeah, a little just touchy with this one. been a couple one. of little odd ones lately, haven't they, with... Yeah, and yeah. Like strange things. Gal Gadot thing you couldn't use. Yeah, any could, well, the, well, there's the been a couple of interviews. Back, there's yeah. a couple of interviews I've done where I haven't been allowed to use the audio. I've only been allowed to do transcription, which was yeah, the Gal Gadot one I did, um, and then I did one for um, uh, Solar Opposites, which was that Disney Plus animation. Yep. I wasn't allowed to put the video or the audio or anything out for that. There's just been some strange ones. They're changing the way they do things, which is a bit strange. And a lot, a lot of people are getting screeners now too. Oh. A lot of people are getting screeners. They're just destroying it. I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I don't want to. I don't get too too deep into it, but I'm seeing a lot of people. Like even people are like a hundred subscribers are getting, getting screeners. big screeners that I have even struggled to get. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that I. You know, I I I am entitled to it or anything. No, that's um, right. But I feel like it's it's, it's time, weird. You've got 80, yeah, I've been on here for five years, eighty thousand, and there's a lot of things that I'm missing out on screeners for, which is okay. Uh, but then I'm seeing people with like a hundred subscribers getting it, which is re- it's just weird the way that they are. So, I don't know. I don't, changing I don't the logic behind doing that. I feel like it's like a mass. They're going for like just this mass, mass market thing. But just, that's not the way to go about it. No. If you know anything about marketing, that's not yeah. the way to go about it. Like and I'm, I've worked in marketing my whole life. Like I'm seeing <laughs> guys with like one, two, three thousand subs getting these big screeners. That's cool. I mean, that's that's. I think when I first started getting on screener lists, a lot of the um, a lot of them had like a stipulation. Like when we're talking screenings, like in cinemas, it was usually like. Some of them was, would say you need at least a thousand subscribers. Some would say you need six thousand. Some would say you need ten or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. There are some studios who have only just this last year actually been granted onto the onto the media yeah, list. Yeah, right. Yeah, and most of that's yeah. on the back of Rotten Tomatoes having the accreditation there. Yeah. Um. So you know, seeing people with like a couple of thousand subs is 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 okay because that's that's kind of where you kind of come in. But then when I'm seeing people with like 
200, 100 subscribers. I've seen people like 200 subscribers doing interviews for WandaVision. God. So I don't, I don't get that. I don't get it. I don't it's understand. Not, I mean, they're not going to have any reach. It's no, I know. not reach anybody. I know. And they've probably got 200 subscribers and probably 15 people will watch it. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. It's just like this mass thing. It's like give it to as many people as you can and get it out there. The problem with that is that everyone dumps their review at the same time and all the, view, all the videos get crushed. Maybe that's the reason they do it. Maybe. I don't know. You see, I see people, really well-established people, who aren't even getting the kind of views that they used to get mm. because it's so saturated now. I don't, I don't know. I didn't want to get into this. I don't want to piss off any. Um, oh, but it's, it's, a, it's, it's a fact. It's, it's, it's like it's, it's one of the things that I've, I've noticed recently and I feel like is a really weird way of marketing things. And this is all obviously on the back of the pandemic because it's so easy for people to just give out screeners now. You don't mm. have to invite you know, 200 people to a screening. You can just approve screeners to – you can get one. You can get, just give it to anyone who asks. Yeah. But then I see myself – and even I've seen like a, a few of my friends who are on YouTube. I'm talking like hundreds of thousands of subscribers, million subscribers plus are struggling to even get some of these big screeners as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't get I don't Which get I don't, So I don't understand the logic of whether it's like just throw a – And you've even had you've even had – one or two of the studios tell you that, oh, sorry, we can't give you a screening because we only got a limited amount. Of yeah, them. a limited amount, which is which is weird. Mm. But, but I think it's <laughs> bullshit. Oh, yeah, I think that's crazy. That's that's one of the things you get a lot is, oh, we only have a limited amount we can give out. But then I see like hundreds, literal well, that's, hundreds that's right. of other people yeah, yeah, getting yeah. it. It's but, just it's just not having a, a real good understanding of marketing. Yeah, like if you're going to throw it out to, say, you throw it out to 200, 200 uh-huh. YouTubers, yeah, or Reviewers, or whatever you're going to call them, um, and the and majority of those have got one or two hundred subscribers. It's not mm. going to get anywhere. No, no. Send it out to yeah. fifty. Yeah, fifty people. Give who it have to fifty got, people you know. who have got you know twenty, thirty, forty, mm. fifty, eighty, hundred thousand, yeah. two hundred million subscribers, and you get far more reach. Oh, out of, of course it. you will. And you don't because when you start giving it to hundreds, hundreds of people, and they all put the review up at once. They're, all, they're not getting the reach. You're not getting that reach. You're crushing well, it's not, the views. It's not even that. I mean, if I was to go on there and have a look and say, oh, let's, I want to have a look at, you know, review for this mm. Tom and Jerry for argument's yeah. sake, and, they, and, I, and, and I just do a search and, you know, 500 reviews come yeah. up, I'm not going to bother. Well, let's see, that's the thing. You've got a handful of people who are really um, well-established Critics on the platform. Yeah. Talk about people like uh, Chris Stuckman, who's like probably has to be breaching two two million subs now. Um, uh, Jeremy Jones, who's been doing it about the same amount of time, he's almost he's about the same around there. Grace Randolph, you got Mister Sunday, who's past a million. You know, these people are the ones that people will flock to their reviews. So they're. They will always get views on their things because they're well established. Yeah. But then everyone else, it's like it's always been hard to get views on reviews. But I'm finding it even harder now because of this weird mass like spread thing. So people are always going to go to those the top dogs first, which is how it works. Exactly right. Um, but then the trying to get anyone else out there is really hard when you saturate the market like that. Yeah, that's right. So it's really, it's weird. I don't there's, know. there's people like and are they still getting huge views on reviews and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, or? you look and they're, they're yeah. fine. I mean, they're huge, 
huge channels and no, stuff. Exactly so you expect right. it. Yeah. And they've bloody earned it too. I mean, Stuckman's been on over 10 years. No, it have to be like 11, 12 be. years. He's been on there forever. So he's, um, you know, so all those guys who have been on there for a long time and you know, rightly so, they get, they, they get the views. People will flock there first. Uh, but then this what, this what this saturation of the market does affect is the other people below in that sort of second... Yeah, that's um, right. the reaches is weird. Anyway, I don't want to sound like I'm, mm. <laughs> but that's interesting. It's just, just it's a weird. It's to, just a weird thing to see the way they're changing the way they're doing it. Yeah, and I, I as I said, I mean, I've worked in advertising for mm. thirty five years or thirty seven years or whatever it's been. Yeah, um, and have a fairly good understanding of advertising and marketing mm. and all that sort of stuff. After the, the time you'd want to, yeah, um, and I just don't see the logic behind no, it's so, so doing weird. it that way. And the only thing I can I can imagine is that they're trying to crush it and trying to trying to stop people, do, you know, yeah, trying I don't to know. leech off their backs. I suppose if I, you don't like. know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I there's, don't know there's, there's probably some other logic to it, but I can't see it. I just think it's like uh, just give it to as many people and we'll get it out there. I don't think it's. I don't think there's any malice on it. Um, on the behalf of the studios, no, I don't, or I don't, I don't think, I think so. At I all. think it's just like they in their perspective, it's let's give it to as many people as we can. But they're not understanding the surface level um, impact that 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 that, that actually does yeah, on the reach right. of the the thing. Anyway, yeah. like I said, I don't get a lot of, I don't do a lot of reviews because they don't perform well for me. I turn down a lot because I, I feel like they're not right for my channel. Um, I'll do the big ones that I get. Um, I'll miss out on a lot, and that's fine. I mean, I've always got stuff to keep me ticking and, and whatever. And if I want to review something and I review it a little later, that's fine. So I'm not really complaining about, like, missing out on stuff or whatever. But I just think it's such a weird, a weird marketing strategy that I'm seeing coming up mm. recently. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's, it's a little odd, I think. I don't know. Um, well, they've obviously got some logic behind it, but... Well, again, it's this COVID thing has just made it more accessible for them to be able to just give out screeners instead of inviting a certain amount of yeah. people to screenings. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Anyway, this is just a weird thing. I wasn't going to talk about that, but we've we've gone on about that for 15 minutes. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> um, talking about walk, this Tay was really creaky today. If you can hear, you can probably hear it. It's been real creaky this morning. I don't know what's going on. Um, talking about... Do a bit of work on it. Yeah. Stabilise the legs. Yeah. I'm talking about um, stuff we've been watching. Really not a lot. Like I've been I've been, been just, busy. I've been busy on my I've Superman. Been busy too. You've been busy, yeah. you've been working. I've been doing my Superman evolution all week. I was waking up at like six thirty, like getting up at quarter to seven and working from like seven thirty till eight on this Superman evolution, just trying to get that out there. So I haven't really watched anything. We had a little bit of a chance to watch a couple of things last weekend. We finally got around to The New Mutants, mm. which was the last X-Men film sort of in that franchise. I, didn't mind it. I thought it was okay. I got trashed. Good. I was going to say, it slammed, didn't yeah. But I didn't yeah. mind it at all. I thought it was like, fine. I think well, the only the only problem I could see with it is that it felt like the first act of a film. So oh, it, okay. it felt like it almost drew out like this one act into a full feature and then it ends where they're about to go off and like do superhero shit or whatever. Um, mm. And it, it disappointed me a bit because I'd like to see where the story goes and we're obviously not going to get another one. No. Um, I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. That was, that was probably the only thing for me was that it it felt probably a little unfinished. Yeah. 
not unfinished, but incomplete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. You don't know where it goes and yeah, where yeah. how it was finishing and yeah, shit like that. But as a standalone film, I didn't mind it. It was fine. I, I mean, because you know what I'm like. I don't. I watch. I watch yeah. film for the sake of watching yeah, film yeah. And, and enjoying film mm-hmm. for for what it is. Yeah. And not reading too much into yeah, it because yeah. my belief is that film is made for enjoyment. Mm-hmm. For people to sit down and watch and enjoy. Yeah. I um. I think and a lot of movies like this, like this, had a bit of re- it was in production hell for like I mean years. Um, they uh, had to reshoot it, like half of the film or something, had to do like extensive reshoots on it for whatever reason um, because the movie was crap apparently. So mm. the studio made them go back and reshoot it, half of it. So they reshot it and they delayed the release date and they delayed the release date again. They delayed the release. They just kept delaying the release date because mm. the studio wasn't happy with the film. And then Disney purchased Fox. Of course, Fox was doing the X-Men films. And when Disney purchased Fox, the film got tied up in that as well and they delayed it again and then delayed it again and and Mm. dropped it in the middle of a pandemic. But I always feel like there's a tendency for people to be overly harsh on a film like that because you've you've heard for three or four years, oh, this shit movie, it's going to come. Oh, this shit movie's been delayed again. This shit movie's being, um, they're reshooting this movie. And it's just like this this weird um, sort of narrative you almost get in the media that surrounds the movie. And by the time it's out, people are in the headspace in the head that, it's crap. that it's a shit film, right? Yeah. But I thought it was fine. I thought it was okay. I, I would have liked to see more of it. Yeah. I yeah. would have liked to see I'd more. like to see a follow-up film. Yeah. But yeah, as you said, we're not going to get it. So no. No stress on that. I know. Um, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, we watched. Godzilla 2. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't big on it. Great. Now, this is one that got slammed as well, but I can <laughs> I see understand why. why. Yeah. I was I, never really a fan of Godzilla films. No, as me either. I'm looking forward to... Go- no better. I'm looking forward to Godzilla Kong, though, because I, I do like Kong. Mm. I'm a Kong fan, Team Kong. Um... I don't know. I felt like I, I feel like my issues with it are the same as what I've been reading from other people. It's that um, there's a lot of focus on battle stuff, and the battle sequences are spectacular, like really yeah, fantastic. Yeah. yeah, they were. But it cuts back to the humans like really often. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, that's the kind of thing you would think would like hold the film together, like the narrative thread is the people. But you go back to the people, and their story is just so dull. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like you get halfway through this epic action scene and it's cut short by going back to the people for like 20 minutes. And you're like, I just want to see fucking Godzilla <laughs> shoot shit out of his chest and blow up some shit, right? Um, but I, I, I don't know. It's it's weird to complain about something like that where it's like, oh, you keep cutting back to the people. But this is like a spec. This kind of film is like a spectacle where you're going to see a, a big dinosaur just tear apart some other monsters and shit. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, it would be fine, but I felt like the human storyline was just dull. Yep. No, I agree it with just that. kept cutting back and it was like, oh, it breaks the tension it, it of the fight. It felt really disjointed. Yeah, me. really disjointed. Really disjointed. I mean, the performances were great. We had the coach was in there, Kyle Chandler. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was too. Um, who else was in it? I can't even remember who was in it I now. I can't remember. Um, Billy Bobby Brown. Not Billy Bobby. Millie Bobby Brown. Millie. <laughs> Billy Bobby. <laughs> You idiots. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton. Millie Bobby Brown was in there. Um, and um, who was the, the mother? Vera uh, Farmiga. Farm, I, I never know Magia. how to pronounce it. Yeah, that's there. probably it. Um, the cast was great, but the characters were just dull and boring and their story was... What ratings that got on IMDb? Six. Six. That's, a, that's probably about right, I'd say. Like a yeah, lot of Vera, it was... Vera Farmiga. 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 
Um, Ken Watanabe was in it too. He was yeah. really good. Brad Whitford. Bradley Whitford, yeah. yeah. I like Brad Whitford. Yeah, he's good. He's dry. He's good, yeah. Good fun. Um, Playing yeah. in the West Wind. So was, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Terrific. And, and oh, Billy and, Madison. Um, O'Shea Jackson Jr., yep. yeah, yeah. He's in it too. Um, he's carved himself a good little, yeah. good little career, he's hasn't really he? really well, yeah. Very he's, good. Uh, he's been quite, terrific. I quite like him. like his old man too. Yeah. Really. <laughs> You know, he's very, very yeah, good. Really liked so there's a lot of really good stuff in the film. The cast is top notch, stellar. Yeah, exactly. But right. then the narratively and yeah. the editing and stuff was a little bit off. Here's one. Um, I think. Only I'm interested to hear you. Annihilation. This is one I've been waiting for for ages. I've been trying to get this for ages on 4K disc. Finally got it on Amazon through the global store for 20 bucks. I thought. Uh, I'm not going to get any cheaper than that, so I'll pull the trigger. Uh, this one had Natalie Portman, um, uh, what's his name, Oscar Isaac, Tessa Thompson, um, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, and a whole bunch Slave of other people. Yeah. So, um, Benedict Wong as well was in there too. Um, so really good cast. What did you think about this didn't one? didn't like it. You didn't like this one? <laughs> not, no. not much. No, it's, um, it's all that. Bit too fantasy and yeah, yeah, a little bit odd for me. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how to explain it, but it, but I just didn't. I mean, it was okay. Mm. Visuals were good, yeah, but just the whole concept for me just yeah. fell flat. Yeah. What about you? I liked it. Did you? Yeah, but it's yeah, one of Natalie but, Portman. That's why. Oh yeah, I do love Natalie Portman. Yeah, she's my favourite. Sorry, um, sorry Alicia. <laughs> no, she's terrific. She's my favourite actress. Black Swan. Oh, that film is just amazing. She's terrific in that film. Oh, I love her as well. She's oh. a great, great actress. Um, she picks some weird stuff though. Yeah, this she this, picks a lot of weird just stuff. A really, yeah. a really odd. Because what, what, the, the filmmaker, what else did he make? Um, he did uh, Ex Machina. I loved that film, which was terrific. Was which was um, Oscar Isaac was in that as well. Film. But yeah. I enjoyed that sci-fi. I enjoyed that. Yeah, sci-fi. Um, she, I, uh, it's one of those movies that is just. It's a little pretentious, and I'm not a huge, neither are you, not a huge fan of like pretentious cinema. No, well, that, that's what I said. Which I think what put I thought, you I off. thought it was a bit. I thought it was a bit pretentious, and yeah. um, a film he made for himself. Yeah, didn't make for an audience. Um, I thought that's bad in itself. Yeah, I usually don't like that. Like, there's a lot of like the Tree of Life. I can't get behind. Oh. <laughs> worst. Oh. Um, no, I was speaking about that before. That's one of yeah. the worst films ever made. Yeah. I reckon. <laughs> It is terrible, dreadful, terrible. Um, but this, I felt like there was um, some of the ideas that they explored. I thought was actually quite interesting. Um, it's one of those movies where you kind of don't know how you feel about it until afterwards, and you think about it back on it, and you think, well, actually, that's you know, really. I think the great thing about science fiction, and neither of us are really huge science fiction fans either, no. especially like traditional sci-fi. Not like the space opera, Star Wars, Avengers stuff. No, no. Uh, when you talk about like traditional sci-fi. There's a lot of really great things you can delve into, like themes and stuff you can touch on in sci-fi. Very existential stuff and whatever. And um, a lot of that can come off a bit pretentious and maybe this film is a little bit, but I think some of the themes that I explored was actually really good. Um, that scene with the bear was scene crazy. Bear. Really, oh, you sleep in this bear. <laughs> I could have only slept in that part. The bear, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it, but there's a... Uh, how long has it been there, It's been there for, for ages. Um, there's this scene with a bear where the bear kills someone and takes on 
her arms uh, takes yeah. on her like spirit or something, and when the bear like makes a noise, it's the woman screaming. That's right, and it yeah, is terrifying. Right. I remember now. It is a te- it's one of the most unsettling things I've seen for a long time, and mm. I think based on some of just some of the things they did in it was really good. I don't feel like it all comes together like incredibly well, but I think just the themes they explored, the visuals are stunning. Um, it's one of those movies that I just feel like I want to revisit and just see how I feel about it. It was like that. Um, remember that one with um, uh, what's her name from Spider Man, um, the original Spider Man films, and Bring <laughs> It On you've, you've and Kissed and Dunced, Kissed and Dunced, yeah. um, Melancholia. Remember that one where it was like the world was going to end? It was like like the moon was coming down. I can't remember. Uh, The moon was coming down. And it's like the whole film is just like an exploration of of depression and grief. Um, But they use like this weird, fantastical kind of apocalyptic thing as like the way to explore it. Like I really love – that's a movie I watched and at the time was like this is awful. But you think back on it and you're like, that's actually really good. Well, there were two films like that for me. Yeah. And that was uh, Guy Pearce one. Um, Memento. Memento. Yeah. Which I enjoyed when I watched it, but I, uh, I had to wrap my head around it to get the whole concept, uh. and wondered why. Watch while while watching the film, I was getting frustrated and angry yeah. and whatever, <laughs> and it was purely and simply because the filmmaker wanted you to wanted to put you in his position. Yeah, yeah. and it did exactly that. Yeah. And when I thought about it the following day, it just clicked with me. And I thought, oh my god, what a what a brilliant concept and what a great yeah. film. Um, and then I rewatched it again mm. and understood it completely yeah. that time and just thought it was one of the most incredible films made. Right. And the other one was uh, Oh Brother. Oh Brother, we're out there, yeah, yeah. It was a bit very was similar a, thing. It was yeah. a bit odd. I, I didn't yeah. know whether I liked it or not. And it was, and I've said, said it before, that it was driving to work the following day mm. and it dawned on me what I, what, what, what I liked about it and, yeah. and how good a film it actually was. Mm. Yeah, so, it's yeah. one of those things. There's quite a few movies that are like that where you watch it and yeah. But I didn't. I didn't have one of those light bulb moments. With this. No, with this one, maybe I need to rewatch. Maybe I was a bit tired watching. Maybe, it. maybe. I I, the the only thing that like I've seen a lot of people saying the ending is great. I didn't. I didn't think I really liked the ending that much. Like it got a bit too much for me at the end. Yeah. It's just a bit too over. Just a bit too much. Yeah. I think it just took it that extra step. But leading up to that, I enjoyed. I enjoyed it mostly for the most part. Thought it was quite good. Mm. Um, so that's really all we've watched. Oh, we watched another one of those DC animated movies. We watched Superman, Batman, Apocalypse. I don't really remember it, but it was Superman and Batman fighting some guys. It was pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah they went up that. to they went up to Apocalypse and they were fighting with Wonder Woman with the yeah. the um what do you call them the Amazonians and all that shit. Yep. That was pretty good. And yep. they fought Apocalypse or whatever his that name is, Doomsday or whatever. Yeah, and the and the animation, Dark Side. Love the animation. Oh yeah, so good. It's real traditional sort yeah. of feel to it. Got so many of them we have to get through. I've got like almost all of them now. There's like thirty something of them. Um, and we've just finished the first season of Harley, Harley Quinn, Quinn, which I still praise. I love yeah, it. It is so good. good. It's, it's pretty good. So good. Terrific. It's good to see. A, it's good to see a, you know, essentially superhuman, mm. superhuman. Yeah, superhero, 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 cartoon made yeah. for adults. Yeah, so good. It's like Family Guy, but like you get your DC exactly characters right. in there. Superman, oh, comes more in like American and, Dad or something, because that's well, yeah. worse than Family Guy. Oh well, yeah, I suppose. Oh no, yeah. what's another one? Um, the, the oh, one Archer. Like, Archer. It's like uh, just yeah. like that similar, real similar humor. So, yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, it's really great. I think I think, think it's a terrific show. I just finished season one. Going to get onto season two, um, and season three is dropping this year later, which is exciting. 
Um, now, I didn't do this last week. I was going to do this last week. I completely forgot about it. I've been putting this off for weeks. Don't worry. What about kidding. Deadwood? Oh, yeah, Deadwood update. Are you ready, guys? Yeah. You don't have your hat today? No, I don't have Because <laughs> there's nothing to update. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. But we have decided we're going to watch one episode yeah. a week, and we'll start that next week. Yeah, we mentioned this. Definitely start it next week. We're going to do it. We're going to go, all right, like Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever. We're going to go. That's our Tuesday Deadwood night. Tuesday night sounds like a good Tuesday night. Tuesday night is our... Tuesday Deadwood, we're going to watch one a week until we get through until it because we, we really it. don't have that much left. We're like halfway through, more than halfway through. We're more through. than halfway through the second season. So yeah. we, I think we're about episode eight. It was like two, I'm sure there's only like two or three episodes left. So was it 10, 10 oh, or 12 yeah. maybe? Something like that. And then we got to do the last season and then the film. Yeah. So that's fine. I think I keep thinking, oh, gosh, there's a movie as well, but it's just like watching – an episode and a half, really. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so it's fine. You're just going to look at that as like the last like feature-length finale episode, mm. and we'll be fine. We'll get th- we're going to do it. We're going to start this week. We're going to get through Deadwood. So get those bingo cards ready for when we finally finish <laughs> Deadwood. Um, for those who, again, I have to do this every time. If you're only a new listener, we've been struggling to get through Deadwood for years, and we're determined to finally finish it now. Because we, we watched started it. When it first came out, yep. then we started again, yep. and then we started again last year, uh-huh. and we thought we'll get through it this time. And we haven't watched it for like three months, yeah, exactly <laughs> right. so it's going to happen again. So we need to we need to finish we it. We need to finish it. Um. So yeah. So as I was saying, I've been I for, I was going to do this last week. Completely forgot about it. Um. The week before, I had um. I think I had Austin Burke on, so I didn't get time to do it then. Um, I was actually going to have Austin on this week to talk Oscars, but our times didn't line up this week. So I'll try and get him on next week, or we'll try and get because we've got to talk about the Oscar nominations. Yep. And neither of us have really seen many of the films <laughs> that are no, up for nomination, no, no, so right. there's no point talking about it this week. But um, when I can when I can get Austin on, we'll we'll talk Oscar noms. It's going to be great. Um, so when are the Oscars? When are they? End of April, I think April. this year. Yeah, usually it's February, uh, but it's end of April this year mm. because of everything. Um, so yeah, this is a thing I've been wanting to do in a few weeks. It's the letterbox wrapped. I do this at the, we're nearly at the end of March and this is my end of Feb letterboxed wrap. Um, <laughs> so obviously I get up every morning, I watch a film. I haven't the last two or three weeks. I've been doing my Superman video. I've been, I don't know how many movies I've watched this month. Not many. Um, but February was a slow month as well. So basically I will watch a movie in the morning. Um, cause I've got a stack of like hundreds of films out there that I need to get through. Um, and then, um, I will log it on Letterboxd. I'll write a review, like a tiny review. I just give like a paragraph review because I can't be asked writing full reviews. Now, Austin is someone who does massive reviews and they're awesome. He's got yeah. like 10,000 followers on Letterboxd yeah. or something. Awesome stuff. Uh, but I just can't be asked. It's just too, that's one extra thing for me to have to do. So I do a little paragraph. Sometimes they're a bit funny. You don't have to take Letterboxd too seriously, which is great. Um, so I do my little... Letterbox review, I give it a star rating, whatever, and it's logged. So you can go and follow me on Letterbox. I think I'm just on there with like Dave Lee Down Under or something. You'll find me. Um, so at the end of every month, I, I want to do like a wrap-up to kind of track how we're going, how many movies yep. I've watched that month, um, what my most watched actors are for the year, and then at the end of the year, you get like the massive, there's so many I've watched, whatever. So anyway, in January, I watched 59 movies, uh, which was enormous because it was like every morning and then – Every like weekend, we'll watch a movie, whatever, mm-hmm. heaps of movies. End of Feb, as of the end of Feb, I had watched 39 movies in February. Slack. Yeah, we've got Slack. I was, that's 20 less. Um, again, because it's going to be even less this busy, month. It's going to be terrible this month. It's going to be a shocking month. Um, so we'll update on that probably in two weeks' time, my March. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so 39 films in Feb, which takes us to um, 
what's that? Probably uh, 80, just under 100 films? Uh, yeah. Just under yep. 100 for the year. 98. 98. I can't remember what I watched last year. It was like 500 and something. So I was going to try and beat that. I don't think it's going to happen because I'm just so slack. Oh, that's 98 in, in two months. I suppose. Yeah. You did. That's an average of, what's that, an average of mm. 49 a month. Yeah. If you did that, that's five, nearly 600 films. Yeah. Oh, jeez, let's do it. Okay, actors. My most watched actor. Who do you reckon my most watched actor for? So this is not just last month. When I'm talking about most watched actors, it breaks it down by how many, like, over the year. Uh, so you can break down by month how many films you've watched in a month, um, but the actors are broken down by, like, accumulatively over the year. So at the end of the year, we'll have like that ultimate champion of how many movies we've watched. Who's my, who's, who's my number one? Get some trophies made out. Yeah. <laughs> my number one. You've been watching a lot of that It's shit. the man. It's the man. <laughs> JCVD. I'm number one Jean-Claude Van Fan at the moment. Um, so we've watched six Jean-Claude films. I'm um, coming in with four. This is like coming in second place. We've got Common, who just appears oh, in random Common. shit. Oh, I just love Common. He just love always him. pops up. Oh, there he is again. We watched yeah. like a string of movies like recently where it was like obviously <laughs> four films. He's just randomly turned up. We're like, oh, there he is again. What's going on? Yeah, he's great. Um, and then a guy called uh, Lance Reddick, who I feel like is someone who's just might be just like in the back. I think you'll recognize him. He's one of those guys that is just like there. Is one of those what they call those guys who just appear oh, in yeah, films, yeah. and he was in. I, th- oh, I think he may have been in the John, John Wick, Wick films, so that accounts for three out of four. Oh, there you go. Um, I don't know what the fourth one was though. Um, Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, there you go. Oh no, but that was this month. Oh no, Godzilla versus Kong. So that's the yeah. one that that's just about to come out. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not sure what the fourth film with who. So, but anyway, he was. He's at. He's at four films. Uh, this Ooh. month, Lance Reddick. And then coming in at three, three watches each, there's a bunch of them. Ian McShane, that doesn't even include Deadwood. <laughs> um, but Ian McShane, Keanu Reeves, well, obviously because they were both from um, John Wick. John Wick, yeah. Um, Michael Jai White, John Leguizamo, uh, Nick Cage, Ed Harris, Andy Garcia, Martin Sheen, Lawrence Fishburne, and Clint Eastwood, all in at three. Mm. It's uh, interesting. So we'll see how that shapes up. Directors, um, we've got a massive tie at the moment. They're all hanging. This breaks down in the same way that the actors do, so this is accumulatively for the year. Directors, all coming in with two films for the year, um, is Clint Eastwood, Ron Howard, Ridley Scott. So I've watched two films from each of those this year. Um, oh, that, that was last month as well, January. So they had two films in January. Uh, so I ha- obviously didn't watch any more of their movies in February. But they were joined in February, also on two, S. Craig Zahler, David Cronenberg, and Wayne Blair. Okay, so they're all on two. But here's a catch. The director of the John Wick trilogy has <laughs> swooped in with a seal with Ooh, three films. <laughs> and that's did he do all three, did he? Yeah, Chad yeah. Stalski. Didn't they... Make a couple of those at the at the same time or something, John Wick, or were they made um, I'm not sure. I think they do two. Do they do two the and three back two? to back? Maybe. Or the second. Usually they'll do the first one, and then if the first one's any good, they'll do two and three back to back. I can't remember. I'm not sure. I'm probably speaking shit again. No, I don't know because they all came out pretty within a pretty short period. I don't know. Could be, but I'm not sure. 
Um, so that's my letterboxed wrap for February. Very delayed, and we'll do a March one probably next week or the week after. Um, TV-wise this week, um, we finished... What was that one called with Ross? Um, int... Oh, Christ. In... In, in intelligence, intelligence, yeah. it had Ross in it, David Schwimmer, yeah. and um, oh, I can't remember the other guy's name. The guy who actually wrote the show, um, uh, what's his name? It's it's like a British show, um, where um, it's like set at MI6 or whatever the like the British government is. Um, Nick Muhammad, that's his name. Yeah, um, uh, he's he's awesome too. It's a comedic show. David Schwimmer is like an American FBI agent and he comes in to kind of overlook them, but then it turns out that there's a reason he's there, whatever. De- we spoke about this last week. Decent show. wasn't wasn't not great, but it's something to put on and enjoy. It's just David Schwimmer playing. It's, it's right. Just Every David time I see it, I'm like, Schwimmer that's playing just Ross. As a, as, a, <laughs> as a bloody... Was it? Was, um, FBI agent. No, it wasn't FBI. It was... Um, they call them the um, in in oh, the NSA or whatever. NSA, it is. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it's okay. I mean, it's something. It's like twenty minute episodes. It's easy enough to watch. We watch most of it in a night. Um, it was okay. It, it was, was okay. Nice and light and easy yeah. to watch. Um, but we finished that, and we started on Apple TV. Six point one on IMDb. Yeah, six one. Right. Yeah, I'd say so. It's enjoyable. Um, Nick Muhammad's fantastic. He was in um, uh, Ted Lasso as well. Yeah, he's so he was so funny, the ball so. boy or whatever he was. Yeah, it was the, the yeah something like that. Yeah, ball it was like the, the the assistant that the was drink, around the club, yeah, the drinks boy, something or, like that. Yeah, no, really good. Yeah, he's great, and David Trimmer, of course, is is Ross. So <laughs> it's a yeah. bit of fun. Um, After he gave up chasing dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we've just started a new one on Apple TV. We've almost finished it. So like got two episodes left on it. Called trying. This is, it's, um, I can never remember the names of them who are in there. You're on IMDb. Um, this is one I'd never really heard about. There's not much on Apple TV. And you don't really hear about much on Apple TV. Um, but we have it. I got it for free with my, um, my, I bought a new iPhone last year. They gave me 12 free months and then they extended it by six. By six more months. So we've been just going through Apple TV. Yeah. Rafe Spall and Esther Smith mm-hmm. are the two uh, leads in it. And this chick, what's her name? Um, Ophelia Loverbond. Was she the one that was she in... Was one, yeah, she was the green chick. Guardians of the Guardians. Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, what do you think about this one? Oh, I enjoy it. Yeah. It's I really, really good. I really enjoy it. It's really, really good. And it's bizarre watching... Like watching shows and you see places you've been. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, because it's in, it's a British show. I think it's a co-production with BBC. Oh, right. Um, So there's, they're in London. They're living in, um, uh, what's it called? Market. Camden. 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 Yeah. Around the Camden market area. But there was one episode we watched last night where they did like a, they took these kids because the show's about um, they're trying to have kids, but they can't have kids, so they're like going through the adoption process. Yeah. Uh, so there's this last night's episode that we watched. They um, uh, they uh, babysit their friends' kids for a day and take them on like a treasure hunt around London. And it's just weird to see, like, particularly because I spent two years over there. Uh, I was in London so much. I've been to all the places. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, been there. Yeah, been there. Even like just weird little places that are like a bit off the map. Like, yeah, mm. been there too. 
and then you kind of get them. There's a scene where they're standing outside Buckingham Palace, and they're talking about going um, oh, down to um, down to the bridge, um, not London Bridge, whatever it's called. The um, the, the you know the famous bridge that's there. Um, I was like, fuck that! I wouldn't be walking. I wouldn't be walking there from fucking Buckingham Palace. No, no way. No, but a it's a w- bit of a walk. Yeah. But you've done it too. You've been there and, and yeah, done yeah. the done the walk and been to Trafalgar Square and Buckingham Palace and the yeah. bridge and all that. So even you know, like, yeah, yeah, where yeah. everything exactly is. Right. Kind of. It's weird being from somewhere else and now, um, like before we travelled anywhere. It's like watching a movie you don't know, but after you've been to the place, yeah. and you're like, oh yeah, you kind of know the geography of it. It's just kind of strange. Yeah, yeah. And even even like Camden, because we, we did the yeah, Camden we did the market and yeah. stuff. Um, and of course, it's you know famous. It's got the oh. lock and all that sort of stuff there mm-hmm. as well. And just to see that again, you think, oh, geez, yeah, we, yeah, I do remember it. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, it's 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 a bit bizarre. And, yeah, you know, everybody's the same, probably. Mm. You probably people yeah. come from overseas, come over here when they yeah. leave, then they watch something that was made here, and think, "Oh shit, yeah, uh, I've yeah. been there." Yeah, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's it's a very good show. It's obviously a comedy, like a dramedy sort of thing. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The two leads are great. He's great. He hasn't really done much. Oh, he's been in heaps of stuff, but he's like side characters. I've never really seen anything where yeah. he's like the lead. I don't know. Uh, but he's very good. He is good. He's very good, and um, so is so is she as well. They're both really, really good. Sort of reminiscent of a couple of older, older um, British shows. Yeah, it feels it feels like a real traditional sort of British. Um, I won't even say like TV show, but like a British um, rom com sort of thing. Yeah, to me it feels yeah, it a bit. Fe- to me, it feels very much like something like a Notting Hill or yeah, something like that. Just that it kind of style. Yeah, there was a there was a, a British TV series years ago that that. Your mother and I watched. I can't remember the name of it. Cold Feet. Cold Feet. That went for years. Yeah. Yeah. Cold Feet. Yeah. Um, it was very reminiscent mm. of that. Yeah, I feel like. I think it if might you be. like, if you liked Cold Feet, you'd like yeah. this as well. Yeah, I feel like it. Yeah, I gotta watch that. It's, it's, it was a really good. Show. I think towards the end it got a bit. Yeah, a bit it went naff, for years. I'm sure it went for like eleven seasons. It went for a long time. No, I think it was only about six or something. No, it like went that. for ages. I think they. I think it was one of those shows where they come back and they do a special every now and then, or they do like a new season, or something. Um, they did. It went for it went forever. I'm sure they only did one recently, actually. 2018. 2018. Yeah, 15, 15 seasons. Oh no, that's the rating. <laughs> that's the rating. Um, we got we're getting a little off track here talking about cold <laughs> feet. Anyway, <laughs> if you if you scroll down, it'll tell you how many seasons there are. I'm sure. There you go. Nine. See, nine, nine seasons. seasons. So there's probably like six or seven original, and then they then they did a couple of like. Yeah, 2017, 2018, 2019. So they've come back and oh, maybe they maybe it's one of those shows they've rebooted, rather, where they reboot the show. Anyway, did they use the same actors? Or I don't know. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, it's, anyway. It's, it's, it's reminiscent <laughs> reminiscent of something like that. Oh, I yeah, reckon. it's re- I would I'd highly recommend it. Like it's something I've never heard of. You don't hear about stuff on Apple, um, but there's some real gems on there. You got to look for them though. Yeah, it's really Hard difficult to, to navigate. Really difficult to navigate on Apple, and you go, "Oh, I would like to watch this," and they're going uh, fi- to fix their interface up. Yeah, for Can't sure. Can't find anything. No, and then when you want to watch something, you got to pay for it because it's uh, all linked. Because yeah. they, it's weird because you've got Apple TV, which is where you buy stuff. It's like buying digital stuff. And then you've got Apple TV Plus, which is all their originals, but the interface like merges everything together. Yeah, and it's so annoying. Amazon does that as well, which is annoying. Um. Anyway. 50 minutes in, we're going to get to some news. 
Um, there's not a lot this week, but we thought we'd do like a superhero-themed show, um, even though 50 minutes of this hasn't been about superheroes, um, because we've got two big superhero things have just come out, the Snyder Cut and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, both of which we haven't watched. Uh, but we're going to we're going to celebrate them. Actually, by the time this goes out, we will have seen Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the first step um, of that one, because that goes out at the time that we're recording this. We will we'll see that tonight. Oh, will we? Yeah. Oh, it's, oh, it's, oh, yeah. It does, it yeah. Does <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! Forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, it's exciting. It so was fantastic we'll too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was great. It was Sorry, so it started good. Friday night. Yeah. yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> it was great. So good. <laughs> hundred, that's another one of those things that like a hundred hundreds of people got screeners for. Yeah. You're just seeing reviews getting absolutely just crashed because so many people got them. Um, but well, my, my first watch will be was on Friday night. Will be tonight. Was was Friday night. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. That looks really great. Of course, the Snyder Cut Justice League has just come out as well. Um, finding it hard to find time to sit and watch a four hour cut of a film <laughs> that we weren't too flash hot on to begin with. Um, no. Most people are saying it's great. A lot of Snyder fans, the the DCEU fans, are saying it's fantastic. It's a masterpiece. It's the best thing. It's so great. And then you've got other people who are like, it's good. It's better than the cut we had. It's not a masterpiece. Though. Mm. So I'm keen to see it and look at it through just my own perspective eventually. Um, and get to it. I don't know. I think they're going to part it up into like four or five parts and drop it on there like a mini series as well. If you can't be bothered sitting for four hours, it that seems like a long drawn out way to do it though. So yeah. I'd rather probably just sit just and just do the four session, hours. Get rid of it. Um, but it looks, I mean, it looks okay. I'm keen to see it because I'm, I'm a big supporter of of an artist getting to see through their vision. Um, and exactly un- right. unfortunately, Zack Snyder was unable to see his vision the first time round. And um, they uh, they've given him the chance to do that. Here's seventy million dollars, um, and uh, finish off your film. He went back, did reshoots and stuff, and they've just re-released it. All the fans are happy. Um, say what you will about the internet campaign that led to this becoming a, a possibility. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's I think it sets a dangerous precedent where fans can a lot of not all of them. Um, but a, a portion of the fan base who are very um, vocal, very vocal, um, but not perhaps in the most positive ways, um, how this kind of thing can get into a studio and, and make them make decisions. I feel like make, it sets a dangerous precedent, but then at the end of the day, I'm happy that this guy got to see his um, vision through because he got absolutely done over. Um, I don't know if you know the situation surrounding it all, not um, really. His daughter committed suicide. Right. He had to leave the film. Um, and when he left it, Warner Brothers took their opportunity to go, oh, we're just going to replace you with Joss Whedon and Joss Whedon, you can do whatever the hell you want with the movie. He reshot like 70% of it or something, maybe 50%, and um, tried to make it more ev- like Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And everyone hated it. It was, no, it was like crap. absolutely trash. We didn't terrible. enjoy it. Yeah. Um, it was overdone. Yeah. Way yeah. Overdone. So, um, Snyder's been given his seventy million to come in and um, redo his version of the movie, um, which is his how he'd originally envisioned it, 
It's got like open thread. He was supposed to. He was originally going to do like a trilogy, Justice League trilogy. So there's apparently like open threads that like were to lead into the next movie. Now everyone's starting a new campaign, which is restore the Snyderverse and trying to push Warner Brothers into you know doing the next two movies or whatever. So there's like this battle now between oh which version is actually canon within the actual universe of films now where the fans will say it's the Zack Snyder's yeah. Justice League. I would the, think I would think that'd be the case. Well it would but the studio is making the films in line with the other movie. So they would oh, have to ret, they'd have to retcon it and go, yeah, that doesn't count. Uh, but anyway, there's so much surrounding this which is crazy. But I am happy that this guy got to see through his vision because I think it was just unfairly done over, especially surrounding the the events surrounding why he left the film in the first place. They they let Wedden do whatever he wanted because Batman v Superman uh, hadn't come out when they were making Justice League, and then when that came out, got absolutely trashed, like really negative reviews, whatever, very divisive. Warner Brothers got cold feet essentially and went, uh, uh, "Let's get the Avengers going to just make this more Marvel," mm. um, but that backfired as well. So anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll see that. But I thought we'd talk about it. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but I thought we'd talk about it anyway because it's the big hot topic at the moment. I'm keen to see it. Like, I would, I'd like to see it um, just for that reason. I'd I almost have to go back and watch the other I wanna, Yeah, I want to watch that. I want that. to see what the difference is. Some people are saying, like, the difference is, like, night and day. Like, oh, it's so different. Other people are like, it's not really that different. Mm. Uh, a lot of the characters get a lot more screen time, get a lot more story, narrative, whatever, apparently. Um and then, like, some of the scenes are obviously very different, the ones that were reshot. Um, Henry Cavill doesn't have that horrible CGI on his oh, face. Was... <laughs> 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 I forgot about that. That was dreadful. Yeah, because that was a result of the reshoots. Because when they went back to do the reshoots, he had the big moustache. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. he was doing Mission Impossible. Yeah. Um, and they, that Warner Brothers, everyone knows this, but I think it's so funny. Warner Brothers offered Paramount... Um, their services to do the CGI work to put the moustache on him in Mission Impossible. They were oh, like, no, really? get fucked. <laughs> so they had to, so they had to they, do the CGI work and take the moustache off. It was dreadful. Oh, and it was they, awful. They didn't have enough time to do it, which is apparently yeah. why it was so dodgy. It was uh, because awful. they had like a very small amount of time. They had to do it before the film went out there. Um, yeah, so that God, was, was um, yeah, so bad. So apparently that that's not in this new version of the movie. You've got like a proper... It's almost like watching, you know, CGI from thirty years yeah. ago. Yeah, it was that bad. Terrible. It was terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, so anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Looking forward to seeing Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, which, if you're listening on the day that this goes out, we've watched, and yep. I'm sure we loved. Um, we've got a lot of surprising, lots of superhero news came through this week. Did you hear this one? Um, Avatar has dethroned Avengers again. Because you know how Avatar was number one and Avengers was number one. And now Avatar had this surprise re-release in China for some reason um, last week and it managed to push it back into top spot. Bloody hell. (laughs) So Endgame was sitting at $2.798 billion and this little push for Avatar in China has got Avatar to $2.76 billion. Oh, no, it was on 2.76. Endgame is on 2.798, and it's just rocketed past 2.8 Avatar. So Avatar's oh, just no. taken over by, like, 0.002. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a matter of, like, a couple two, of two million. million dollars. Two yeah. million dollars. Um, it's going to be a hot potato now because 
you just know they're going to re-release Avengers Endgame at some point for some oh reason, God. and then they're going to re-release Avatar <laughs> again when Avatar 2 comes out, and they're going to go back and forth, and you're going to have, oh, Avengers has taken over again, oh, Avatar's taken over again. The funny thing is they're both Disney properties now. Um, so it's just like essentially Disney like patting itself on the back yeah, <laughs> at this point. Franchise and it's franchise, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Exactly right. Um, I feel like they probably did this on purpose because they thought if we just open it up, we open it up in in China just for a very small window, we'll get that up over Avengers Endgame so that when we put out Avatar two. The sequel to the highest grossing film of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very smart market. They've, they've sat there, yeah. they've done the numbers, they've gone, we only need to make like $4 million. That's easy. Mm. And China box office at the moment's really good. Yeah. Um, that's all kind of back to normal there at the moment. So they've gone, yeah, just, let's just open it in China. We'll definitely get like heaps of people going to it and just knock it that extra couple of million dollars. And then mm. when they do like at Avengers 5, they'll go, let's get Endgame back out there. <laughs> Um, but but what is, there's a new Avatar. Is there Avatar two being made? He's is made four. He made four. He's doing four. He's just finished the second one. I think he's shot two and three, maybe. Wow. But he's doing like four back to back. That's why he's in New Zealand at the moment. Oh, he's like right. moved out to New Zealand, set up camp in New Zealand, and just been just working on Avatar. Not a bad place to. Yeah, exactly work. right. Um, so he's got five Avatar films coming out. <laughs> and they got no pandemic there, really. No, exactly they? right. I think that's why he moved there. Yeah. yeah. Freedom. Actually, no, he might have moved there. He must have moved there before the pandemic. But he was very lucky yeah. that he was very lucky that the pandemic didn't affect New Zealand very much. They shut down a little bit, I think, uh, but then they reopened pretty quickly. Uh, but the interesting thing about this is that Avatar has had um, four releases. It was released in 2009, so it had its original theatrical run. It was re-released in 2010 for a special edition, which was like an extended cut. It had some sort of re-release in 2020. I'm not sure what that was. It might have been that. might have been another one of these funny things that just comes out of nowhere. And mm. then they've just re-released it last week. So that's four. Um, it's also worth taking into account the the run, the tickets for the first run. The sales were widely wildly inflated by 3D sales. Because that was the first movie that really tried to push 3D movies. Yeah, that's right. And obviously tickets are like 10 bucks more expensive, so it made a lot more money off the back of 3D tickets. But then you also have to take into account that Endgame is, has opened uh, 10 years later where ticket prices are more inflated than they were in 2019 anyway. Mm. So it's like a grey area where you kind yeah. of, you know. Um, but Endgame's had two releases. It had the original re-release in 2019 and it had the special edition release in 2019. Uh, but because the special edition, which was just like they added a couple of deleted scenes at the end of the credits, like unfinished CGI scenes, <laughs> just to throw it back out there. Oh, special. Yeah, they marketed like, oh, special edition of Endgame with new scenes. And it was literally, they put like two animatics at the end of the credits. <laughs> Pete was so pissed off. They went and watched this three and a half hour movie again for a couple of like Blu-ray deleted scenes. Um, Crazy, but because that special edition was released was so soon after the original release, the it's technically not considered a re-release. So the money that it made in that release, because the film was still playing at the time, oh, okay, um, because it was so close, the film was still playing. All that money is just kind of they consider that as part of the initial run for the film. Can understand that, yeah. Um, we've got some other superhero news. I said D- DC back in the news. They're planning to make a, a film based on the superhero Hourman. Who the f- <laughs> is Hourman? 
<laughs> I have no never idea. Heard of him. I've never heard of this guy. I think he's like a really obscure DC character. Sounds uh, like some pen pusher that thinks <laughs> we've got, we got one hour to get this done. Let's do it. Um, I think I he might be. It looks like, judging by a couple of pictures I put up on Google, I think he might be in that Stargirl series that's part of the Arrowverse. I think he might be a character that's on that. Uh, The Hollywood Reporter uh, says that Owlman centres on a brilliant yet troubled pharmaceutical analyst, and pusher. (laughs) No disrespect to pharmaceutical analysts out there. I couldn't do what they're doing. Um, But he's a pharmaceutical analyst who discovers that the visions uh, that have plagued him since childhood are actually glimpses of tragic events occurring one hour in the future. Actually sounds like a decent um, concept, to be honest. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I get that. Um, He's determined to win back his ex-wife and son and heroically prevents uh, these tragedies from unfolding, finding both purpose and redemption along the way. Sounds okay. Um, This is a character that first debuted in in Adventure Comics number 48 in April 1940. Um, I'm surprised. I've never heard of him until just now. Jesus. He's 81 years old. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, Only a couple of years after Superman. Um, he's a yeah, really obscure character. Um, DC really. I I wanted want to know why how DC choose how to make their films because they pick some really weird properties mm. and their franchise has not been has not worked well. Um, the way they went about doing the like the Batman v Superman and Justice League and all that without you know properly establishing a universe. And then going straight into Suicide Squad, which was really obscure characters, and that movie tanked at the box office. And it's almost like they just throw darts and go, yeah, let's try, let's try that. Let's try so it. now, well, oh, it's land on our man. Let's do that one. And the weird thing about this is that it's written by two people who've really done nothing. A guy called Gavin James, who's literally got no credits to his name on IMDb other than in the stage production of Les Mis and also appeared as a session singer in the film. And another guy called uh, Neil Widener, who directed his only like real credit on there, is this film called Subdivision Colorado, which was made in two thousand four. It looks like a student film. I think it might be a student film, um, but he's also currently writing San Andreas two and Now You See Me three. So there's a couple of people who don't really have anything to their names. It's kind of, um, I mean, good good on them for getting the break, getting this break. But it's kind of. It's it's odd. It sounds like a really odd production. Mm. And I wouldn't be shocked if it didn't happen. Oh, it's a bizarre character. So weird. Why just you, everything surrounding this is how weird. Would you, what, it's just said that it sounds like he's throwing darts at characters. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It looks good. Oh, yeah, how can we make that one work? Give bloody, like, Cyborg a film or The Martian Manhunter. If we're going for, like, obscure characters, at least go for ones that people know. Like, I feel like DC haven't built the reputation. Like, you will go and see any Marvel film now. They have established themselves so well. Well, they won Marvel. They won me over with Iron Man because it's a character that I'd never really heard of and it's such a brilliant film. And then they throw up. You know, what's her name? Captain America. Cap- well, Captain America. You always knew of Captain America. Yeah. But, but then Guardians of the Galaxy. So yeah, they so those characters there knew nothing about Captain Marvel. Captain um, Marvel. So you kind of... Bit, but but the, some of the, a lot of the characters they're doing are really obscure. 
um, WandaVision, for example, Black Scarlet Black Witch, Widow? Black, Widow, Black Widow, Scarlet Witch and The Vision and just – but they are at this point now where they have won that audience. Yeah, and you trust um, them. You and you trust, trust them you and trust you know – going to produce I don't know something you enjoy. I don't know anything about this character, but I'm going to – I'll watch it and I'll, you know, enjoy it. Ant-Man, for crying out loud. I mean well, – <laughs> I remember when we first heard about yeah. Ant-Man, we thought, what the hell are they doing? Yeah. Um, and, so, we, and we sort of couldn't understand why they were doing that character, but yeah. of course. So I feel like, well, I feel like Warner's keeps trying to do that thing where they pick an obscure character like Marvel and try and, oh, yeah, this is going to be the yeah. next. But because they don't have that audience trust, yeah. um, they don't. People don't go to see the films. A lot of the characters are just crap anyway. I yeah, I agree. I actually, uh, outside of Wonder Woman, Batman, <sighs> Superman, um. There's not a lot of other a huge amount DC of characters I really like. I don't really like any of the DC villains I've found, other than like the court, like Batman's Rogues Gallery, like the Penguin and the Riddler and the Joker, and um, uh, and you know, Lex Luthor. Oh, Lex Luthor is great. Um, like Doomsday, Darkseid, they're all pretty cool. But I find the more I look into DC, the more I just I don't enjoy it as much as I enjoy the Marvel characters. Well, I don't know. But mate, well, this is an interesting question. I wonder if those that made those that made the um, the uh, Marvel films, mm. whether they were entrusted with the like, if we didn't have Marvel at yeah, all, yeah, right, yeah. and they were entrusted with the DC films, yeah, whether we'd be enjoying well, DC yeah, no, films then, now? Well, yeah, I don't know. Well, like I always say, Batman, Superman—they were the ones we always had, and yeah, we exactly. loved them. And then Marvel came in, like, like took out number one spot. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. If they had, a, if they had. A, if they had come along and built the universe and built the characters and yeah. gave them backstories, oh, and all I think this they would have been great. DC, I has, think it would have been fantastic. DC has a wealth of great stories. I mean, yeah. Batman, some of the Batman graphic novels, like The Killing Joke and The Long Halloween, and um, Frank Miller did one called uh, the guy that wrote Sin City. He did one called The Dark Knight Rise. Dark Knight Rise, or it might just be called The Dark Knight. Um, not The Dark Knight Rises. That was the Christopher Nolan film. The Dark Knight um, Returns. Um, terrific, great artwork and stuff. But there's just really great, and most of these really great comic arcs are adapted into animation, and as we've seen, really well. Yeah, that's right. And their animated yeah. films are great, but when yeah. it comes to their live action stuff, they struggle, mm. which is strange. So I don't know. Maybe they should give it to the people that are doing the. Yeah, exactly right. The comic. Yeah, because they're terrific. Oh, the comic, the, 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 the cartoons, animated, yeah. animated films. Uh, talking DC. The Batman, which is the new film, um, directed by Matt Reeves, who did um, the um, the last Planet of the Apes, or did a couple of the Planet of the Apes. I think he did. Um, he's doing the um, he's doing the Batman. They've just finished production. Finally, Woo! this is the one that's been plagued by COVID. Yeah, so he kept getting shut down. Yeah, Robert Pattinson as as uh, Bruce Wayne, Batman. Mm. Uh, Matt, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be terrific. I think it'll be really what good. did we watch with him in recently? Um, I can't remember. Tenet. Oh Tenet. Yeah, 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 he was really yeah. good in that. Yep. This is someone you just got to give a oh, give it give him a go. He's all he's does some great stuff. Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, um, War for the Planet of the Apes. I don't think he did the first one. Cloverfield. Oh yeah, he did ten Cloverfield Lane. What's he direct? Did he direct that? Because that's produced. Dawn, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Cloverfield. Yeah, Cloverfield. Conviction. So he's really great. He does really great films. 
Um, so I'm really looking forward to this. It looks really good. So that's Rant Production. Um, they re- uh, It was originally supposed to release June this year, but now it's coming out March 2020, which is a year from now. God, just just keeps getting put back. Yeah. Um, another one that's been put back, um, this is on the Marvel side of things, though, Venom. Let there be carnage. Oh, God. Venom 2. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Uh, that's been moved um, to September 17 this year. From June 25th. This has been delayed like three times now. Mm. Um, uh, Sony, who is behind the film, has said, the move will allow filmmakers to complete post-production as well as provide some distance from Universal's late June tentpole, No Time to Die, the next installment of the James Bond franchise. But that's not opening to September. Maybe that was a... Maybe that... Or maybe I'm getting confused. Maybe that quote was... Yeah, no, because they've moved it from June to September, but Bond has been delayed to September, which is when they've pushed Venom. Oh. So I don't get that. It's got films competing against each other. That's interesting. I don't know, maybe I've done my research wrong. But Bond, I'm sure, is out late September in the UK and then opens October in America, so maybe that's what they're trying to avoid, that kind of clash with the, um, yeah, I don't know. But they do call it the June tentpole, No Time to Die. It's not coming out in June anymore. I don't know. That's confused me. <laughs> um, Black Widow, another Marvel one that's been delayed like a, over a year now. Yeah. Um, we've been talking about it. What's going to happen with it? Is it going to go to Disney Plus? Is it going to go to theatres? They're adamant that it's going to theatres. Um, the big thing has been are they going to do the Disney Plus Premier Access, which is what they did with Ryan the Last Dragon. Um, from what yeah, I understand, that didn't do it. too well, though, oh, apparently. Really? I don't know. Yeah, apparently Raya's not done well at the box office. Or, yeah, but I, I don't know if I can... I don't know, because Disney never really release um, uh, the, no. the figures on their streaming stuff. But from what I've heard, it didn't perform that well. I'm not sure. Um, but I feel like that'll probably be the way they go with Black Widow. I feel like more people will be willing to dump... 30 bucks on Black Widow than Raya and the Last Dragon. I feel, maybe. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, maybe. Um, but Bob Chapek, who is um, the CEO of Disney at the moment, yep, he's just taken over Bob Iger's role. Old old Bob <laughs> has left. Uh, he's leaving Disney at the end of this year. So Bob's, Bob's leaving and Bob's moved in. Yep. <laughs> so they only had to change half the nameplate on yeah, the list. Yeah. <laughs> Scrub it just off. Just a little, little, little white out. Uh, yeah, with some white out and a black marker. Black marker. Sharpie. Sharpie, that's right. Um, so Bob Chapek appeared on Bloomberg Television, uh, said that their release pattern will be a last-minute decision. And I, I said this a few weeks ago, remember, because we've had the Disney release schedule came out, and I said they're pushing it, they're leaving it real late yeah, to decide what's right. going to happen, which is why I said I don't think the movie's going to get delayed again because it's re- they're really pushing it. So uh, Bob Chapek uh, was I, – I didn't see the interview, but I'm, I'm assuming he was kind of asked about how they're deciding to release their films. Um, he says, Our con- situation and our conditions changed. Just a few weeks ago, theatres in New York and L.A. weren't even open. Now all of a sudden they're open, so we're waiting to see how prospective theatre goers respond to those reopenings, which is what we've been saying all along, yep. essentially. Uh, we're going to remain flexible. We'll make the call probably at the last minute in terms of how these films come to market, whether it's Black Widow or any other title. We love the theatrical window. We think it's important for building our franchises. At the same time, we don't think it's the only way to do it. We'll see what happens over the next couple of months. Uh, so much is changing. It's such a dynamic environment. 
really hard to predict what's going to happen with consumer behaviour in the next month as it comes to re-emergence back into the world of normal. We'll be watching the call carefully and make the call when we have to. God. So it could be like a week before. Disney Plus, Black yeah. Widow. We, it's just crazy. It's moving, the way this know, is happening now. Moving the... Um Moving the chains, isn't it? Yeah, but that, it's like they can do that now. They have the streaming service. They just press yeah, the button right. and send the movie yeah. out. Yeah. You know, you don't have to do all. Wouldn't be surprised to see this go cinema and. I think it will. And yeah. uh, Disney Plus day and date. Yeah. But I mean, that's the same with movies going to cinemas now. They just send the file. Mm. Like I had a screening. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's I, had a, right. I was supposed to go to a screening late last year where the file didn't get to the cinema in time <laughs> for the screening to actually happen. Um, so it's just these days you just press a button, go, there you go, you've got it in the cinema, you've got it at home now. You don't have to send out the big clunky uh, film reels yeah, and stuff. Yeah, right. um, So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that one. Um, yeah. I think we went to a screening a while ago where you basically, they just before they started the film, the computer screen came up on the... Oh, yeah. Remember that? I think you yeah, filmed that Yeah, I can't remember what that was. So they obviously, obviously yeah. downloaded it to a laptop and mm. just playing it off the laptop. Yeah, it's insane how it happens now. It's bizarre. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I thought they would have at least sent a you know, 4K or a Blu-ray or something. Well, I think most <laughs> of them are probably are, but if they're playing it off a, yeah, I don't know, it's weird. Playing, it's playing a file, you know. Yeah, yeah. High-def file. Mm. Crazy. Mm. Yeah. Um, that's... That's pretty much it for the big news, really. Um, but kind of spitballing off that, um, surprise, surprise, the US box office fell during COVID. Oh, no, really? Yeah, gosh. Oh, I would never this have picked is, it. This has just come out. The, the annual report oh. of the Motion Picture Association showed that uh, digital subscri- subscribers hit the one billion mark globally for the first time as movie going collapsed last year amid the pandemic. Uh, for the first time, I think this was a Hollywood Reporter article. For the first time, subscribers of online services crossed a billion, um, a 26% gain over 2019. Uh, the global mobile home entertainment market generated revenue of almost $70 billion, a 23% jump over 2019. Um, according to the Motion Picture Association of America, the US box office fell to $2.2 billion in 2020, uh, an unprecedented 80% decline. From twelve billion the year before. Well, and I didn't see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell. Um, yeah. So it's all very obvious, but um, it's kind of interesting to see how it break, how it's actually broken down. Yeah. Like that. Um, remember AMC Cinemas? They were about to go bankrupt they were last bust, year, didn't they? Yeah, they were very close. Uh, at the last minute this year, investors led a one billion dollar cash infusion and saved them. So they're back up on their feet, and they're saying that they're going to open 99% of their cinemas by the end of the week. Oh, gosh. Yeah. My God. would never have picked that. No. I would have thought they, were, they would have probably shut, excuse me, at least half yeah. at least half their cinemas down. Because mm. that's what they're talking about, weren't they? they well, they're the, um, the down. The, oh, I can't remember the name of them, but their arm in the UK closed down a bunch of cinemas, remember? Yeah, that's Temporarily. Right. Yep. And we kind of thought, Readings? oh, they're probably not. Readings Reading cinemas, Reading, yeah. yeah. You're right. I think Readings. Oh, jeez. Readings or something? Or? Um, AMC. I think it's Readings. We've got Readings. No, here, that's why I'm think. thinking. Yeah, ours is Readings. Um, it's, um, I can't remember they, what they were called. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're UK, their UK arm. Um, theatres close. <laughs> um, let's see. No, I don't know. I can't find anything. Oh, I can't remember what they're called. 
Um, Cine World. Cine World. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, so that's interesting to kind of see how things are kind of, now that the vaccine rollout's going, things are slowly opening. Um, UK's got their road to recovery plan. I'm assuming the US has now as well. Uh, you've got old, You'd hope so. You've got, you know, new presidents coming. He's doing things differently. They're getting things moving and the vaccine's going out worldwide and things are slowly getting back to normal. So um, it's going to be interesting mm. to see how this tracks over the next year or so. Yeah, well... No surprise, box office dropped. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Well, that's, I mean, those figures, there's no real surprise. No, there? not at all. Like, you know, with box office dropping and, and uh, subscribing. Yeah, obviously. You know, skyrocketing. Yeah. Obviously, cinemas were closed, so yeah. that's going to drop, and people were at home watching stuff on TV. I don't know how people are surprised by it, to be honest. <laughs> no, not surprised at all. It's just interesting to see it kind of broken down mm. like that. Um, so anyway, Road to Recovery, which is really good. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with films um, going forward. I mean, we've got three this week. Well, last weekend, we had three films. And one tonight. No, two on the weekend, one tonight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which we've probably just come out of, yeah. <laughs> because it's uh, it would be, if you listen to this at the time it went out, 10pm, it's now about quarter past 11. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so we've yeah. definitely seen the movie by now. Yeah. And I can tell you that it, well, I'm not going to say that, we'll get in trouble. They'll be no. like, hey, you broke embargo, what are you doing? <laughs> um, but I hope re- reviews for those three films out this week, which is going to be exciting. Awesome. Um, let's do some subscriber questions and close this one out early today. What do you reckon? Yeah, good. I'm hungry. I'm, I'm starving, man. To- Underway. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's do a few. Uh, kind of. I picked a couple out this week. Okay. Yeah. Living my Jeff life. Yeah. Patreon again, Jeff. Thanks, mate. Yeah. For sending in another question. In. Uh, do you or old mate Rick have any movies or shows that you are embarrassed to be a fan of? Any guilty pleasures? You go. Um, Anything you're embarrassed by? Guilty pleasure. I don't get embarrassed by much at all. No. Um. No, I wouldn't think so. No, I'm I'm the same. I feel like I think people are a little bit surprised when I say one of my favourite films of all times is something like Amadeus. Yeah. Um, but I'm not embarrassed by it. I no. think it's a great film. Yeah, love it. Yeah, I agree. I'm the same. I feel like just watch. Embarrassed about showing my head in public sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a different story. No, I don't know. I th- I feel like um um. No, like you shouldn't be embarrassed by what you like. I mean, I feel like there's obviously there's a lot of movies that just have like a core demographic, and I feel like a lot of people get embarrassed that they enjoy something that's outside of their demographic, mm. whether that's animation. You know, there's a stigma that animation is aimed at children or that rom-coms are for women or, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's right. But I feel like you can't view cinema through that, just that, no, that kind no. of lens. Uh, you can't view movies like that. Just watch what you like. Movies are movies. If it's a good story, it's a good story. Right. It doesn't matter what genre it is, yeah. what style it is. Just enjoy it and don't be embarrassed by it's it. It's just like music, isn't it? Yeah. You know, exactly we we'll right. listen to everything from everything from, you know, classical, you know, Mozart and Beethoven right through to, you know, rock, rock and yeah. soft rock and yeah. alternative and just. Uh, a bit of country and a bit of everything. Yeah. If it's good music, it's good music. Same yeah. with film. It's exactly a good right. film. It's good film. Yeah. Um, um, but Guilty Pleasures, I suppose Adam Sandler films are Yeah, that's what I was going to say, Adam Sandler. They're real probably. Guilty Pleasures. Um, yeah. And, and a lot of old, like a lot of older older films, are, you know, have I can oh, enjoyment yeah. like, you know, 
uh, old Presley films or yeah, um, yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Uh, Jerry Lewis, yeah. Dean Martin films, I really enjoy. Charles Heston. <laughs> John Claude, like that's a perfect example. Yeah, yeah. Guilty pleasure. So there's a lot of guilty pleasures, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't say you'd be embarrassed by it. I'm not embarrassed by it. No. By, you know, there's a lot more things that I should be embarrassed yeah. about, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm not. Yeah. Uh, okay, Mr. Josh, um, what piece of Superman media was your favourite to discover research during the making of your revolution? Oh. Amazing job on it as well. Can't wait for more. Thank you very much. You can, of course, find my Superman evolution. It's gone up. Very excited about it. Loved Get it. on and watch my it. It's My favourite awesome. one I've ever done, I think. Um it's been a long time on this, like four weeks. Yeah, it's a, yeah, a long time. Um, I, I found the whole process of it really fascinating. Like I enjoyed the whole thing. Um, but I feel like the thing that was most exciting for me was like diving into the inception of the character and how it took him like five years to get the character like published. Um, I just thought that was really fascinating, something I'd never really delved into before. I've, I, like I've read into the making of the films. I've been. I was alive when they made Batman Returns. Oh, Superman Returns. I was alive when they doing the Justice League thing. So you kind of know it as it's happening. Yep. Um, and then of course the Christopher Reeve films are films I've I've loved my whole life. So the kind of the backstory of the comics and the development of the character I found was really quite interesting. Something I've never really dived into before. Yeah, well, I, I I've only watched about the first half hour of it. Yeah. That first half hour was really fascinating mm. for me. Yeah. Just because there was a lot of the history that I didn't yeah, know about, didn't obviously. Know. Mm. You think, oh, God, is that where it came from? Oh, is yeah. that? <laughs> you yeah. know? Like even even things like um, where they got the – the um, basically the styling for Clark Kent. Yeah, yeah. And where they developed that from and, yeah. and where they developed the the look of Superman himself, mm. you know, the chiseled, yeah. the chiseled jaw of one, yeah. one person. And yeah. All that sort of stuff. That was really quite mm. – Really fascinating. fascinating, and yeah. the um, the chest emblem they took from yeah, like yeah. athletics, yeah, that's costumes right. at the time, yeah. like crazy. And yeah, like in the the little these little yeah the little pants, his little under, under, underpants, under, yeah. under pants outside his yeah pants, crazy. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, so that was really fascinating for me. Mister mm. Brightside, yeah. the Superman pop culture evolution was really interesting. Looking forward to the next one. Absolutely love the podcast, Dave. Thank you. Just a comment. It's a comment. I thought it was a nice comment. I'll put it in there. Yeah. Work myself uh, up. Myra, Myra, Myra. 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 Yeah. Myra. Would Myra. Not Myra. Myra Cordero. Yeah. Are you going to do a video about Batman and Robin? What's well, the interesting thing? I knew as soon as I dropped this, I knew all the comments oh, would be course, do right. Batman, do Batman, do Batman. Um, I would hope to do Batman. I wanted to do him this year to coincide with the film. But if, if I get around to doing Batman, it'll be next year when the film comes out. Mm. But something I'd like to do. It depends on how well the Superman one goes. If this one tanks, then probably not. We'll see. Well, we'll see. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yep. Uh, Ice, Ice Luigi Star Pictures. What a great name for a... Yeah, Ice Luigi Star Pictures. Ice Luigi Star Pictures. I wonder yeah. how he came up with Don't that. Know. Let us know how you came up with your Ice yeah. Luigi Star Pictures. <laughs> uh, are there any cartoon or voiceover lessons you have planned for the year? Got my whole year planned. I know what I'm doing. And you're not going to I'm not going to say. No, I'm not going to say. So I think there's a couple of Patreons that might know. Yeah, I think the Patreons know. Let's do another discussion with I need to do another, like, subscriber chat. Yeah, a patron chat. Yeah. Yeah. Because the last one, I just told them everything. They know, like, the whole year. Exactly right. That's going to change a little bit, but they know there's, like, three or four of them who showed up for that. Yeah. Four of them, I think. Yeah, and they all know. Uh, Yeah. Hmm. Ice Cream Hero wants to know, what are your hobbies outside of film? Gosh, I don't have time for anything else these days, really. Football, going football. to football when we can. Um, I like, I enjoy traveling. 
like just going places, nature, going for a walk, whatever, just stuff like that. And over most of the time, I'm sitting in this dark room watching movies or making videos about movies. Um, that's about it. Now, before we get to this one, there was one more question that I completely forgot to even put on the thing. Uh, this is a new guy named Alex from Alex's Movie Corner who has just subscribed to the Patreon. So thank you very much, Alex. Just this morning I got the notification of that, actually. Uh, he says, I'm a relatively new YouTuber. I've been doing it since October. I'm almost on 300 subscribers, uh, which I know is a tiny number, he says. That's a very good effort for um, since October. Um, is there any advice you can give me to stand out in an oversaturated market? Uh, so many new YouTubers popping up all the time. Love what you do, Dave. And just become a patron supporter. Take care. Thank you, Alex. Um, it's hard, man. Be original. Be original. Be yourself. Put a, new, put a spin on it. Do something that other people aren't doing and be the first person to do it. And I know it's very hard now because the market is so saturated. Yep. And like we were saying before, even I, I struggle at 80,000 mm. to get screeners, to get views on reviews. To He's got 300. He might get he might get you might you might get screeners, yeah. <laughs> Reach out. Yeah, exactly um, right. Like it's it's really tough, and like even no matter what level you are, and I've spoken to guys who are, you know, hundreds of thousands of subscribers who still struggle, yeah. and it's hard to get views on things, and it's such an oversaturated market now. Uh, best of luck, as I can say, be yourself. Just try, just find a way to stand out. And you got you just got to be prepared to. Put in the hard yards and yeah. do the work, and mm. and you know we there's a there's a really good video by Casey, yeah Casey Neistat. Casey Neistat where he yeah. talks about um, YouTubing and mm. basically basically the bottom line for him was that you have to you've got to treat it like a job yeah and you've got to turn up for work every day yeah. It you doesn't know. necessarily mean upload a video every day. No, that's but right. Like, as long as you're, you, we have you're to, working on something. You're working on it every day. Yeah. Just like me, I don't upload every day. I, at one point, I was doing a video every day. I feel like that got me a little traction. I would recommend that, but I know it's not feasible for everyone to do a video every single day. Yeah, but have right. like a, um, have a rhythm. A what's the word I'm looking for? A rhythm. A, a, a rhythm to how you're doing stuff, and whether that's a video a week, a video a month. Um, you know, a video so a pe- day. People get to know your patterns. Yeah, exactly right. Have a pattern mm. and just, yeah, best of luck, man. It's tough out there. Yeah. There's so many people out there doing it at the moment, but don't mm. let it discourage you. Don't let it discourage you. Just no, and if you've got the time and you've got the will and you want to do it, well, you just yep. got to persist and persist and persist and persist. It takes yep. a long time because yep. you've been doing it, what, five, four years? Five, five years? years next week. Five years and still 80,000. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. No, it's it can tough. take 10 years to sort of build yeah, a no. really big channel. Yeah. So, yeah. We got one more here. This is our buddy, Walter Sorza. Wants to know if we've He's watched t- these films again. <laughs> yep. Wow. Oh my God, here we go. We got Walter, some more Walter films. Walter Sorza. Right. Have you seen movies like Mean Girls? Yes. Blech. What? Awful. What? No. Well, you haven't no. even watched it. I have seen it. When did you watch it? I turned it off. It's great <laughs> film. Really nah, good not movie. I love that. I'm Mid- sure you haven't seen that. Midnight Run? Yes. Midnight Don't Midnight know. Run. Robert De Niro and Charles Grodin. Very good. I watched it not long ago. Rushmore? Yes. yes. Silver Linings yeah. Playbook? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, ten, ten, thing, ten Things I Hate About You? Yeah. Of course. Great yeah, film. Good. Enough Said? Um, I think we have. I don't know what it is. Enough Said. I wonder what that one is. I feel like we have watched that one. I know the title. Or it might just be one of those ones that just... 
Gee, so much for a rapid fire. Oh, yeah, that's that last film that James Gandolfini did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, seen was, that. that was good. Yeah. That was good. Uh, 20, 25th Hour. Yes. Yes. Really good. Uh, Conan the Barbarian. No, not yet. It's I've sitting not, out there. I've not really watched the full film. I've seen a bit no, of it. it's sitting out there. Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Yep. Heavyweights. No, I don't think so. No, I've got that on, on Blu-ray. I haven't watched it. Ben Stiller. Cool Hand Luke. Absolutely. It's of up course. there on the wall. Yep, exactly right. Dog Day Afternoon. Yes. Yes. Super bad. Yeah, a yes. million times. Great Escape. Yeah. Yes. Goonies. Yes. Yeah. Doctor Strange Crap. Love. Yep. Uh, Butch Cassidy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. A million films. times. Uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven. Yeah, from a long time ago. I was a kid. Did I say I don't, don't know. Sure. Maybe. Don't know. Uh, Boys in the Hood. Yep. Donnie Brasco. Yep. Uh, White Men Can't Jump. Yeah. Blues Brothers. Absolutely. Oh, times. yeah. My favourite <laughs> movies of, of all best time. Best films. Uh, Tommy Boy. Uh, I think so. A long time ago. Um, any Monty Python film. <laughs> of course. <laughs> all of them. Many, 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 many times. Your favourites. Watching them. You grew oh, up watching them. So did I. Monty in Python and extent, the Holy Grail. And, do you know the, the Holy Grail, its original title was? Yeah, I do know this, but I can't It was remember. called It's... No, that was no. You're thinking of um, the show Flying Circus. Oh, Flying Circus! You're not holding. Sorry, Flying Flying Circus. Yeah, it was originally called It's. Yeah, yeah. Mm, that's why you get that old bloke coming out of the water. He goes, goes it's. it's. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, a bit of uh, crap trivia there for you. If you didn't know, thank you very much. Um, Appreciate it. I think that's it. <laughs> and at the end, oh. at the end of his comment, Monty Python, he's just got always look on <laughs> the bright side. Got a few emojis there as well. Thanks, Walter, for another um, selection of films. I'm sure we'll hear from him again <laughs> next week. That's always a bit of fun. Uh, oh, how's that? An hour and a half show. Beautiful. What was like when lunch, they, Neil. I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. Uh, that's all we have time for. Thanks for listening. Um, the podcast goes out every single Monday on all podcasting platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and Audible. The visual element is available on YouTube at the same time, but if you're a Patreon supporter, you can get it two days earlier at patreon.com forward slash Under You can get that for as little as $1 a month. A dollary do. That's one true. old dollary do. Actually, I shouldn't say a dollary do because that would be an Australian dollar, and I think it's in US dollars. Oh, okay. So it's one, one, one Yankee dollar. pound, one Yankee dollar. <laughs> no, I don't know what I'm saying. Greenback. Huh? A greenback. greenback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you can find me on YouTube at Dave Lee Down Under, over on Twitter, Instagram, Dave Lee Down Under. Links in the, uh, the description of every podcast, so you can just click on through and, and get it. Go get it. Um, if you're listening on the podcast platforms, please leave a review and a rating. Helps. Only good ones. Only the good ones. Say it all the time. Have just to, want good ones. Have to get that rating back up from 4.9 stars. Get back to five. No. It's never going to happen ever, 4. is it? 4.99 no. is the best you'll ever get now. <sighs> Bastards. I reckon. It sucks. No. Uh, anyway, YouTube preview. Last week I dropped my Superman Evolution, so go check that one out. It's a big one. It's a big beast of an evolution. Mm. Took me four weeks to do. 50 minutes long. Don't let that deter you because it's great. Um, watch I know, watch, watch it in a couple of parts if you, yeah. if you have to watch Hard it. Hard um, yeah, there's. Uh, I had some cartoon news up last week. Some Monsters, Inc. series that's going to Disney+. Plus. We talked about that. Um, this week I'm going to have my reviews for three movies. Um, again, I don't know if I'm allowed to say I've seen them. I'm sure I am, but um, Tom and Jerry's Tom and Jerry one of them. Can. I'm finally going to get my Tom and Jerry review out there. And then a couple of other movies. One that's a movie that's opening here in Australia before anywhere else in the world. 
um, which is exciting. It's opening in the US and the UK later in the year, which is why I'm a little bit nervous to say whether I'm seeing it or not. And then yeah. another one's a big film, a big movie, which we're going to see. Very big. Um, and um, big scary film? Could be scary, yeah. Mm. I don't know. Have we seen it? By this point, we will have yes. seen it. So, was it scary? Oh, for kiddies, man. For kiddies, yeah, it's a little bit scary. <laughs> um, also, I'm going to have my review for Mighty Ducks Game Changers, which is the upcoming Disney Plus series uh, based with on Emilio. Mighty Ducks with Emilio Estevez. Yeah, seen him in no, he hasn't really done anything, so I'm excited for this. Mm. Um, I'll check that out this week and get my review up as well. So, there's a bunch of reviews this week. Other than that, I'm taking it easy because... So I'm just so tired. Big couple of weeks. Big couple of weeks. Um, that's it. Thanks, old mate Rick, for joining me once again. Thanks for having me, Dave. And uh, thank you for out there for watching and listening. Thanks whenever. for watching, listening, all that sort of stuff. And those in the parts of the world where the pandemic still got you, yeah. stay safe, stay, stay safe. happy, take it easy, stay home if you have to, yep. whatever. Um, and for those in countries like Australia where it's all open, just continue to do the right thing. Do the right thing. Don't social go- distance, yeah. all that sort of stuff. So don't... Uh, Got to stay safe. We don't want to go back we into another no. lockdown. <laughs> no way. <laughs> oh, the world, uh, this city could not handle another one. No, it would be devastating. All right. Thanks, guys. See Thank you on the you. next one. Take it See easy. See you, guys.